A lot of people I talk to get all freaked out when they hear the word evangelism. They think they have to master this massive amount of apologetic information. They think they have to have a different personality than God gave them. They think that uh, it's just some formidable challenge that they could never rise to. And so often I find that it's the, the short, rather accessible little or walks or deeds that you do. It's not giving long speeches. It's mostly about friendship. It's not backing someone into a corner. It's just kind of pointing to Christ in ways that are natural for you. And I think if more people would do just the small thing that they can do, take a walk here, stretch out an arm here, say a word here, live your faith every day in a humble and kind of genuine way, I think a lot of people would find that they would be uh, touching a lot more lives than they think. I remember when our son Todd wanted to play soccer and we signed him up for a Park District Soccer League and then we went to his first practice. I was anxious to see what kind of coach he would have. And the minute I met Brian, I could tell Todd was going to have a ball on this team. My oldest son. Uh, Jason, at five years old, uh, decided he was uh, he wanted to play soccer. At that point, I decided to start coaching soccer, and uh, and Bill's son uh, Todd ended up on my team. And that's how the relationship started. Uh, Brian was a, an area business guy. He ran an excavation company, and uh, filled with energy. Loved soccer. Uh, loved to train and inspire young guys. And I knew Todd was in for quite a ride uh, if he was going to play for Bryant. you got to make uh, practice interesting. It's something that uh, could be monotonous if uh, you don't do the things right. So we'd have, uh, we'd intermingle games with the practices. Well, I did what other soccer parents do when their kids are out playing soccer. Uh, Lynn and I and Shauna would stand on the sidelines and cheer on uh, Todd and the, his teammates. And there were other Willow Creek parents whose children were playing in that same league and so it became very comfortable for us to just stand with other Willow Creekers and we discussed things that were going on in the church and in our relationships while our kids were playing soccer and then one day when the game ended uh, I was going to turn and walk with this group of Creekers back to our cars and I had just this kind of prompting from the Holy Spirit uh, as I saw Brian out in the distance picking up soccer balls and putting cones and equipment away all by himself, uh, the prompting I got was, uh, go out and help that guy. Walk out to the center of the soccer field and offer to help him, shake his hand, maybe you could get to know him a little bit. And I remember there was just a moment where I had to make a decision if I was going to stay in that little comfortable group and walk back to the cars with the other church people or kind of venture out and pay attention to that prompting that I figured was from God. Well, when I first met Bill, our, uh, our relationship was kind of a surface uh, relationship where we'd talk about the boys and the games and uh, how the team was doing. After that, uh, it would be quite common for me to help him pick up balls after practice or after a game and we got just a little friendship started 
And one day, because we had a holiday service coming up at Willow, I thought, well, why not just take a shot? And kind of uh, subtly invited me to Willow, which at that point in my life, uh, I wasn't really interested in. Brian gave me a very clear-cut no when I invited him to church. Uh, it, it wasn't disrespectful or unkind, but it was direct and unequivocating. No, I'm not interested in that. It, you don't need to bring it up a second or a third time was kind of the indication he gave to me. Uh, we can be friends on the soccer field. Don't drag God or church into it. And I thought I'm going to have to be a little careful there, there's something going on here that I don't know about, but I have to respect his sensitivity to my asking him questions about church. Up till about 18, till I went away to college, I, I was a, a tender of a church and an avid reader of the Bible. I kind of fell away and it didn't, uh, it didn't seem to matter anymore. So that's why my interest wasn't there. I think if I would have brought the subject up again to Brian, if I would have maybe come on too strong or continually repeated my invitation for him to come to church, I think it would have created a chasm and probably put our friendship at risk. It just wasn't the right thing to do. Great. Well, we're going to pause that there. With the suspense, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in this man's life? What's going to go on? Did you see Bill take that step into that zone of the unknown? It wasn't that scary, was it? It wasn't that difficult. And yet he went. And indeed, there are times. I loved how, how that, that, that idea that, that God's Spirit can prompt us to do things when we're in situations. I think back of a story in my own life. Uh, years back, when I was working in Canberra in an IT job, I remember talking to a, a, a lady one day. And she said to me, oh, I can't sleep. I'm having these terrible night terrors. I can't get to sleep. And she, you could tell she was looking really, really tired. And so I felt prompted and I, I, I felt I could say something. So I said to her, look, I'm a Christian. I would love to pray for you that you will have a good night sleep, that you will, um, all will go well. And I don't, can't actually recall whether I, I prayed with her there and then or I went back to my own office space and prayed with her. But I did. And the next day I went up and said, hello, how are you going? How did you sleep? I'm sure. Well, of course, God answered those prayers. She had the best night of sleep she has had in forever. And it was a, an opportunity to praise God, to be thankful. And that was just one pointer towards God. I didn't stay in touch with her in great detail after that. But it was a great opportunity to share. There is something about the Holy Spirit prompting us to reach out uh, and to follow those promptings to other people. As it says there, we've had this reading before, you, this is talking to Christians, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light for the world's. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Salt is supposed to be different. That's what this verse is getting at, that we as God's people are to be different. We are to, to have a godly way about our lives. 
and we are to have a light that shines out to others. But the reality is, is if we're salt and we're light over in this circle of comfort, it's very hard for that piece of salt to jump all the way over there. It's a bit like having food and the salt sitting in the salt shaker, having our, our, our dinner. Uh, oh, I'd like some salt, but until the salt actually gets out of that salt, that salt shaker and is sprinkled on and gets on the food, the salt doesn't have its impact. So too, we need to be walking across that room so that our salt and light can actually be in close proximity to people. That, that, that those interactions of the Holy Spirit can lead us to people to know what to say, to know what not to say at times. I hope that you've been prompted at some stage to, to have a desire to do something for someone or, or, or to share God's love in some way with someone. Maybe like me, it was to pray with someone when you're close to them. Maybe it's to, to, to actually take some steps with them in life, to journey with them as they're going through something difficult. The reality is, is that we can walk across the room. We can enter that zone of the unknown. And the second point to put down on our sheets today is to listen for the Holy Spirit's prompting, to listen to what God might be saying to us in those situations. And when we think about it, it's wonderful to think that God's with us when we go over here to a difficult circumstance because we might not have the words or we might not know what to do, but God's Spirit is with us and can help us and direct us to know the right things to say or those times when we shouldn't say something. I find that a huge encouragement to know that when I'm in a difficult situation, that God's help is with us. I know that, that Noah would relate to that when he's in the high school at these meetings, uh, to know that God's Spirit is there. That's the best possible help we can have. So do we want to go back to Brian and see what happens, and, and to Bill, to see whether it's going to turn the better? All right, let's go. Let's watch the second half of the video. When Bill's son, uh, Todd, left the program, uh, my relationship with Bill kind of uh, was sidelined temporarily. At that point uh, in my life, about three years later, my marriage was kind of on the rocks. I had made an investment in uh, some uh, a business that uh, uh, totally demolished me financially. When my assistant, Gene, told me that Brian Anderson was trying to get in touch with me, I remember not even remembering exactly who that was. And I thought for a moment, wait a minute, the only Brian Anderson I even recollect was, I believe, the, the man who used to coach Todd in soccer. And I thought, he coached my son for three years, and he's only asking for a conversation for me. The least I can do to honor what he did for my son was to agree to meet with him. So I said, come on over and let's meet. At my low point when I uh, was going through the uh, potential divorce and uh, potential bankruptcy, I uh, kind of sat down by myself and said, who do I have to turn to on this? I knew my family wasn't a Christian family, so I really didn't have anybody to turn to, and I wanted to go to an outsider, somebody who uh, had a, uh, a view of what was uh, of life other than what I had. And that's the reason I turned to... Uh, Bill. 
about five minutes into the conversation with Brian, he just unloaded about what was happening in his life, and it was not pretty. Uh, he had serious marital issues going on, strain in the family. And I remember looking across my desk thinking, this is a guy in deep, deep trouble. And then he got to that point and he said, what do you think I should do? Um, I, I'm at the end of my rope. What should I do? And that's when I got another prompting from the Spirit. That, you know, you can go two ways in a moment like that. You can sympathize and empathize and and say, what a terrible situation, and let's pray, and, and I'll try to wrap my arms around you and encourage you somehow. And that's certainly a, a valid approach to take in certain circumstances. But there's another, maybe higher risk approach, and I am uh, very careful whenever I use it. I want to make sure that God's guiding me in this, but I felt God was. And I said, Brian, I think this trouble is all of your making. He, he came straight on and told me the truth, in which I think that's one thing I was looking for. Sizing up the kind of guy he was, he's a tough guy. He's from the south side of Chicago. And I thought he might need kind of that straight shot of truth right between the eyes. If I would have gone to anybody else, they would have sympathized with me and said, here, but he told me straight face, you, you, you made a mistake in the way you were going in life. He says you were looking at the world and not at God. I could tell that... My response uh, began a kind of breaking process in him. He sat there quietly. He could have gotten up and stormed out, uh, but he just let it soak in. And I think we met three times. We kind of followed up on it a few times. And then after that, he just sort of faded from the scene. I didn't know if he was just going to go back and jump into the same kind of life that he was in or if he was going to try to maybe take a, a new approach. I just didn't know and lost track of him for many, many months after that. Well, it wasn't an overnight process by any means. The 180 that I, that I took it was a process that uh, took probably a, a good year to, uh, to go through. I... Um, went home one night and I was reading the Bible and I said, I said, it's, it's time for me to make the, uh, the move. I mean, uh, totally commit myself to Christ and uh, be who, uh, who I should be and who the Lord wanted me to be. I knew at that moment uh, my life would change forever. Yeah, the new Brian, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it, when you knew the old one and now you see the new one, my life has gone through an unbelievable change. I, have, uh, I met a woman uh, around five years ago who I eventually brought to Christ, went through the whole uh, marriage ministry program. Both my wife and I are involved in the marriage ministry right now. That's how much we liked it. And that's how much it did for us. They're helping other couples uh, build Christ-centered marriages, and that just blows my mind again that Brian Anderson would be involved in something like that. And then more recently, he's developed a heart for the under-resourced. I'm in a construction business, and we do a, a lot of work in the inner city. And God's been prompting me to start building houses for the under-resourced. He could be making a lot more money doing other kinds of projects. I never get tired of watching God transform a human life. For a long time in my life, I used to say, hey, God, thank you for leading me to build and bringing me to a... Uh, uh, Willow Creek, because it's totally changed my life, totally changed my life.
pretty good news story, isn't it? A great story of a journey as well of someone's life as they encountered uh, Jesus in, 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 a, in a journey. And, and Bill walking across that soccer field, who would have thought that that would, would lead to, to something like that? And so I wonder if you have any, any stories that, that you'd like to share of, uh, of a walk across the room that you've had, where you've maybe been able to even just point someone in God's direction. Is there a story that you can think of? Maybe it's even led to someone coming to faith or a step closer. Praise God, that's exactly what we're talking about. Great work, Joe. Wonderful. Sonny? Yeah, praise God. Yeah, absolutely.
Wonderful. Well, there's just a few stories, and I'm sure we've got other stories as well, uh, but there are some very powerful stories. And a reminder that we are not only to listen to the Holy Spirit's promptings, but the third point is that we follow through with those. We actually walk, that we actually do something with those promptings. So that's exactly how we're going to finish today. We're going to stand up and we're going to walk across the room and we're going to say hello to someone uh, right now. A lot of movement as we did last week as we get this whole concept of walk across the room. So stand up and shake someone's hand across the other side of the room. Practicing. Yeah, good, Riley. Good, good. Doing well. Hello. Good walking. What's that? No, no, that's the end. Yep, you can just start playing if you want. Filling in? I didn't have one. Oh. <laughs> okay, everyone, we're going to grab a seat and we'll all find a spot. You can just stay where you are if you like, but we are going to sing another song. Don't you make me smile, though. <clears throat> Let's stand and